Shalom to all! Today we're going to learn Mishnah Chagiga, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Ches, and Perak Bez, Mishnah Aleph. And today's Mishnah is being learned Le'ilu Nishmas, Reb Meir ben Reb Mardachai, his Neshama should have an Aliyah, and Le'ilu Nishmas, Reb Pesach Moshe ben Reb Ezer Zalman, his Neshama should have an Aliyah. Now we already know what a carbon Chagiga is, and that we have a Chiyuv to bring it. But the interesting thing is that there isn't a specific Pasuk that tells us very clearly you have to bring a carbon Chagiga. It's something that's very lightly hinted to in the Pasuk, and the Chachamim say, Oh, that's what the Pasuk's talking about. What does the Pasuk say? And the Chachamim tell us, oh, the Pasuk's saying that you have to bring a carbon Chagiga. Now, this Mishnah is going to mention a number of things that are similar to that. That we have one Halacha or a number of Halachas that we have to keep to. We know that they're real Halachas, real Mitzvahs, or maybe real Isurim, and they don't really have a strong source in a Pasuk. So the Mishnah tells us, Heter Nedarim, Parchin Ba'avir, Ve'en Lohem Almashe Yismoichu. The concept of Heter Nedarim, which we're going to explain in a moment, it's like it's flying in the air, and it doesn't really have on what to rely. Now, what's Hatur Nadarim? So we mentioned this at the end of the previous Masechta. Let's say a person made a neder, he promised he's going to do something or he's not going to do something, and then he realized that he made a mistake and he can't hold to it or something like that. So he can go to a Chacham and the Chacham can be matter his neder for him. He can release this neder from the person. So this concept of Hatur Nadarim is flying in the air and it doesn't really have a solidly based Pasuk that we could say, oh, that's talking about Hatur Nadarim. Furthermore, Hilchas Shabbos, all the halachas of Shabbos, the 39 halachas and the many hundreds, if not thousands of halachas that have to do with Shabbos, Chagigais, the Chiv to bring a carbon Chagiga, which we've been discussing, Bahameilais, and the discussion of Meila, which is that a person's not allowed to use something that's hectish, it belongs to the base of Mikdash, and what his punishment is, or what he has to do if he does. Harehim kaharorim hatulim basara. They're like big mountains that are hanging just by a hair. Shehain mikramuat, because there's very few psukim that talk about these things, Valachas merubais, and there's a lot of halachas that have to do with it. And the nimshol is that a lot of halachas are like a big mountain, and the few psukim that we have are like this thin hair that all these halachas are hanging on. However, the mission does tell us, hadinin, this is referring to dine mominus, when a person has a dispute in regards to money or something like that, this is the avoida, the karbanus and beis hamikdash, hataharais, this has to do with the kashrus of a mikvah, batomais, in different dinim of toma, the arayais, in different forbidden relationships, yeshlaim amashe ismaichu, they do have on what to rely, we know that there's many psukim in the Torah that talk about all these things, dinim mominus, and the avoida of karbanus, and toma and tahara, so on and so forth. Now the Mishnah concludes by telling us that all these things we just learned in the Mishnah, whether they have a lot of psukim, or whether they just have a few psukim, Hain hain gufei Taira, they are the guf of the Taira, they were all given over to Moshe Rabbeinu at Sinai, and they're all binding, and therefore it doesn't make a difference if we have a lot of psukim or not so many psukim, they're all considered 100% Taira. Now moving on to Perak Bey's Mishnah Aleph, continuing to talk about something we mentioned in the previous Mishnah. We spoke about Arayos, forbidden relationships, so now the Mishnah tells us, Ein darshin A Rebbe is not allowed to darshin, he's not allowed to teach over the halachos of arayos, of forbidden relationships, to three Talmidim. Why is that? Because usually what happens is that a Rebbe speaks to one Talmud, he's the smartest and the sharpest, and he's the one that's paying attention, and there's only one more Talmud, he'll pay attention to their discussion. However, there's two other Talmidim there, so that means that the Rebbe is going to be talking to one Talmud, and these other two Talmidim are going to be schmoozing among themselves, and they're not going to really be listening to the Rebbe properly, and that means that they're not going to really be learning these very important halachas the way that they should. So therefore, a Rebbe is not allowed to teach the halachas of Arayas to three Talmidim, 
only to two or obviously to one. Something similar, the Mishnah continues, A Rebbe is not allowed to teach Maisa Bereshis to even two Talmidim. He's only allowed to teach it to one Talmud. What's Maisa Bereshis? So this refers to the creation of the world. And there's many deep secrets of Torah that have to do with the creation of the world. And a Rebbe is not allowed to even teach it to two Talmidim. He's only allowed to learn it one-on-one with one Talmud. And something even more strict, the Mishnah continues, A Rebbe is not allowed to teach Maisa Merkava to even one Talmud. Unless that Talmud is a Chacham, he's very smart, and he can understand certain things on his own that don't have to be explained to him. Now, what's Maisa Merkava? So we know that the first parak of Yechaskal Anavi describes Yechaskal's vision of Hashem's Kisei HaKavod, and that's called Maisa Merkava. And Yishayo Anavi saw the same thing as well. These are very deep esoteric things that are challenging to understand. So Rebbe is not allowed to even teach one Talmud that, unless the Talmud is very wise, he's very smart, and he can understand certain things on his own that the Rebbe doesn't have to spell out for him as simple as one plus one equals two. The Mishnah continues in a similar vein. Call him a stakal barbar dvarim. Anyone that focuses on and he pays attention to the following four things, which means he delves into them and he tries to understand them from a deep perspective, it would have been better for him not to have come into the world because he's entering very dangerous waters when he starts asking questions and trying to learn about the following things. What are they? Malamala, what's above? Meaning, what's above the malachim that are mentioned in Maisam Rakava? And he starts asking questions about the Rakia and the Kisya Kavaid and all these deep things. Another thing is Malamata, what's below? Meaning, what's underneath the world? And Malafanim Malachar, what's on the outside of the world? A person should not be asking questions like this. These are a little bit too deep for the human mind to be able to comprehend. And therefore, the Mishnah says, if a person does start looking into these things, it's better that he just didn't come into the world. And lastly, the Mishnah says, Anyone that doesn't care about the covet of his creator, meaning he doesn't have Aram private, and he says, Oh, Hashem's not here. He's not looking at me. Also about him, the Mishnah says, It would have been better for him not to come into the world. We're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow with Mishnah Bays and Gimbal, going back to discuss Karbanos that are brought on Yontif. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.